Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, where we focus on Magic Arena. Well, everyone, I've got a brand new guest to the podcast. Please welcome Wizard Oak. Hello. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Have you ever been on any podcasts before? Uh, this is, will be my 31st podcast. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. The whole purpose of this podcast is that I just uh, reach out to different people that play magic, people that stream magic, and have them on the show to kind of like get them out to more people. And um, I think, let's see, you're probably going to be like episode 45 or 46. And I've been doing it every single Friday for this whole year. Damn. So is there any social media, any streaming, or anything you'd like to promote before we get started? Uh, well, I'm on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, and as well, Instagram, which, of course, I always post up uh, new videos of my deck list. I always just stream magic, trying to rank up as I can, mm-hmm. and also probably post up stuff on my you know, Twitter and Instagram stuff. Mm-hmm. And so basically you're Wizard Oak all over the place? Yeah, basically Wizard Oak over. Mm-hmm. I'll put your links definitely also in the show notes in, pe- in case people want to click and hopefully we get you more traffic. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about magic. Um, how long have you been playing any form of magic? Uh, well, I started playing magic around 2013, um, wearing the he- hero set. I believe it's a feral, yeah, feral set. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Trying to remember the name of it, even though it's coming back uh, next set. Um, yeah, I I currently kind of a little drop out of it. A couple years later, I got back to it because uh, that was like this year now. Uh, due to I work with Eve Club and a bunch of kids interested in playing magic, and I know how to play magic. Mm-hmm. But I forgot, lost track of it, so I went back to the scheming club hmm. and just had them playing peppers, then litter arena. Mm-hmm. I think that happens with a lot of people. As I've done these various episodes, it seems that people start off at a at a certain set for a year or two, and then they move away from it for whatever reason, and then it's still on their minds, and then they come back to it eventually. That happened to me as well. I, I first played back in the 90s, uh, but uh, no, I don't have any Black Lotus or anything expensive. And uh, <laughs> Well, I'll be keeping wets for, with that, anyways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And even even the cards that I still have from back then, they're not in great condition because we didn't really have sleeves and, you know, we played on the concrete or whatever. And so I still have my cards, but they're not in great condition. <laughs> so between 1995 and 1999 or so is when I first played Magic. And I gave it up for a long time until 2017, right after Hour of Devastation. And I've been back ever since playing paper, playing digitally, playing... Um, Commander, modern, standard, a little bit of everything. So that also kind of sounds a little bit like yourself, that you played first, uh, stopped for a little bit, and came back. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a long uh, setback from Magic with me, of course. Kind of was in a personal crisis at the time. Mm -hmm. After uh, dropping out during those years and got back recently. Mm-hmm. Due to thanks to my uh volunteering with a youth club, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, with the kids or Kurzweil asking me how to play this magic, the gathering, withdraw <laughs> one or what it is it, and I basically told them what it is. They're interested, and I just say, you know what, probably just go back to play magic, and of course, see what it's like now. And even, of course, uh, even I got some friendly community in my city right now mm-hmm. due to it. And even, of course, I share that nerd knowledge to the kids, and the kids love it. They mm-hmm. just instantly love it. I mean, they don't know how to play it, mm-hmm. but I uh, tell them how well the game is. Tell them, yeah, it's maybe a bit confusing at first, but once you get no to it, you're coming a little bit of a better player. Definitely, it is. I think there's a scientific paper out there that explains that magic is the most complicated game of all, so... Oh, no. Uh, thank you, Widaman. It's the most uh, complex uh, game of all time. Oh, yes, regarding uh, uh, if, if it's Turing complete, isn't it? What, was that, like, the full details of that? Yeah, reading on the Guardian article about uh, saying Magic the Gathering is like the most complex gaming uh, card out there ever. Mm-hmm. Even, of course, they try with the EI to try and find what's the best uh, deck out there and mm-hmm. the computer basically, well, there's no such thing as the best deck. They're just all, they're, whatever you can build is actually good enough. Mm-hmm. There's just so many possibilities, so many thousands of cards. And even if you just limit yourself to standard, there's still, you know what, 1,500 cards or so. And there's just so many combinations. Even though Oko's taking over, I don't think he'll always rule. Oh, he is definitely going to get banned next week. Well, <laughs> not next week, but when the 18th. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I have a funny feeling Oko is going to get banned because he is ridiculous. I mean... Mm. He's kind of more as benefit the player self by turning their one-one creature into a free-free elk. Yes. Yeah, if you think of it, yeah, it's maybe stop their abilities, but it's a free-free and it will do enough damage. So give credit to that. But it is a ridiculous overpower card, and yeah, I see why it's banned. And there's over like sixty percent of arena players playing it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely a meta warping card, and it's really interesting because uh, as we record right now, listeners, um, the Mythic Championship 6 is going on, and that's high level players, and there's a lot of Okos and Elks running around at that competition. Well, um, since we both um, have started with uh, paper magic, um, mm-hmm. when was the time that you got into the, uh, digital magic? How long have you been playing Magic Arena? Uh, well, I got invited by, uh, Magic the Gathering, uh, of course, be part of the beta at the time. Mm-hmm. I, uh, play it and I play a couple times. Then when I got back to Pepper as well, it's kind of like I'm spending more time with Magic. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm currently now using uh, Magic Duina right now, it's kind of more or less my mainstream content when I'm using. Mm-hmm. I've uh, seemed to be going a little bit more towards Arena as well. I, I still have a play group in real life. 
Um, I also uh, kind of play with younger people in terms of I've, I'm a club advisor at the local college, and so I'm I'm the advisor to the cl- to the card club, and people play all the different games, but uh, magic is the focus. Well, I feel it's the focus, and I play with a lot of people there. So I still play on paper, but um, definitely arena is is my number one place to play as well. I've been playing it since uh, the beta as well, in sometime in 2018. So it looks like both of us have uh, been playing Arena enough that we've seen it evolve and get better. And there's still some things that maybe are rough around the edges, but I think it's improving as time goes on, don't you? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of great about Arena. Um, even though I've done a little research on Arena and ridiculously... There's a little rocket science on it. Um, hmm. There's a machine can actually read the, the cards and basically put it in into the game itself, mm-hmm. if you did not know that. I don't know the whole details of how it works, but sometimes it seems pretty marvelous in terms of this is a very complicated game, as we've said. It's very complex. There's so many yeah. interactions, so many, you know, like other other games, there, there isn't often the chance to respond. And Magic's all about the response. And so uh, being able to program all of that and just having the complexity of it in, in this uh, digital version is amazing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, even though I am kind of looking forward of how well it's going to involve with uh with the next couple of sets that's coming up soon mm-hmm. and even of course how well uh of course with the whole new system of like the master system mm-hmm. that's basically like you level up each time and get new packs new uh cosmics new well whatsoever new cards or messages. the little avatar the little pet avatar as well oh yeah even though you can't say no to those cute animals. <laughs> I have no idea what's the next set is going to be with their animal. So that's one thing I'm of want to know what it is. Yes. But, uh, well, I really don't know what they're going to put in. And I probably think they might probably put in a lion next time. Possibly. Yeah. When they first released the little uh, flame cat or whatever, or the ember cat, whatever its name is, um, yeah. they, um, I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was cute. I'm more of a cat person. So I thought I liked it. And then when they re- re- released the, the Fox, I thought that was even better, even cuter. It has a great personality. And, um, I wonder what they'll do for the next one. Um, I want to say it's pretty Disney, I will say, yes. <laughs> even though it is the whole set is basically set in the fairy tales, King Arthur and other Fort Lords. Yes. But it's kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if if the next set is Theros Beyond Death, that is a Greek, I suppose, Greek and Roman inspired mythology. So what are the animals that are associated with that mythology? Maybe snakes? Or am I just reaching? Uh, snakes or, well, there are some lions in the Greek mythology, oh, yeah. as I remembered. Mm-hmm. Because, well, there was a story about Hercules and a lion. Mm-hmm. Which he killed, mm-hmm. but there's God knows how many other little creatures there. Like we don't know yet, so we have to wait. Mm-hmm. It's coming uh, sooner than we think, and that's it. An interesting thing that a lot of people are noticing that it feels like there's a lot of content. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of magic. There's like sets all the time. We're in hype mode all the time. Um, I personally feel it does. 
seem like there's a lot, perhaps too much? What, what about yourself? What, what do you think about the constant hype level? Uh, well, of course, uh, I know there's, of course, they're bringing back one of the plane walkers that was dead. Mm -hmm. Of course, they're going into the whole death of mm -hmm. it. So it is called, obviously called Beyond Death, mm -hmm. but it's going to be interesting concept. Even, of course, I heard they're going to give her like a sort of like a God of War content story here. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. Well, I'm not expecting we're going to have Kratos in the whole Saturn oven, but <laughs> uh, we don't know yet. But yeah. uh, um, even though I am looking forward to some of the new cards, I am looking forward for the, maybe in case they're maybe bringing back some old mechanics from the original story. Mm -hmm. I mean, the original set. But like I said, who knows? Wizard basically... Still keeping it a secret, so we have to wait until the whole mm. build up for it. Mm -hmm. Now, what would you consider your skill level to be? Beginner, intermediate, advanced, somewhere in the middle? I want to say more or less, more or less in the middle of advanced, basically. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, even though I did recently hit uh, diamond before mm -hmm. on arena. Which of course is surprising because I always landed gold all the time. Oh, congratulations on that place! Yeah, I mean it's a new high record for me. So, mm -hmm. you know, if I keep it up, I may be a mystic player. Yeah, what what decks were you playing to get to diamond? Oh, what was it? Um, I know this was from last season. I uh, was playing a an Isaac two draw or Isaac draw, if you mm -hmm. want to call it. Sure. I uh, seem to, I personally seem to gravitate towards Demir or Orzhov colors, uh, and they're not often that high tier to really climb the, the ladder. But when I want to climb the ladder, um, I was using, uh, before the rotation, I was using Mono Blue Tempo, uh, and that got me to Platinum, um, like Platinum 4, sometimes 3. And after the rotation, I switched over to... Uh, first, I started with, I believe, Orzhov Knights, and then um, Mardu Knights, and I climbed a little bit there, too, and then I ended up going with Simic Flash, and that one got me up to Diamond, and um, it's just interesting, just the different archetypes, and it, it's like you get stuck at a certain point, and you have to switch decks, perhaps, or you just get a run of bad luck, and I don't know about you, but I, I've had a few times where I, I know the deck is good, but I just got bad draws, and the randomness of it didn't quite help. Well, it's not just the randomness. It's also about your opponent as well, because mm -hmm. you have to pay attention on, uh, okay, what they're playing, uh, how many lands they got, mm -hmm. and trying to expect the unsuspected, mm -hmm. like they're holding something or whatever. Or maybe you are smarter than yourself. Sure. Or they just got lucky. Yeah. There's just so many factors, and that's the great thing about Magic, that even... It's on both sides uh, of the coin. Even if you're not a great player, you could have the possibility of winning because of various luck and such. Or on the other side, if you are or a better player, you can use those skills to keep advancing. So everyone, in theory, has a chance. Yeah. I mean, that's great about uh, Magic the Gathering because the word the Gathering is Brunus Abib. 
be part of the community itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, with the of course the gaming club I'm at, uh, we always never shut up about Magic the Gathering. Like, <laughs> never stop talking about it. So doing some of our own means on it, or even <laughs> talk why certain cards are getting banned, or even. The upcoming uh, Pioneer coming up as well. Yeah. Which I'm kind of looking forward of it. Yeah, that's just another way to play. There's so many modes, yeah. so many ways to play Magic. And even though we focus on Arena here, I like to play uh, Commander in real life. And my a lot of my play group is into Modern. And now with Pioneer, that, that'll be Modern 2.0 and a new set of uh, cards and a new set of strategies. Um, are you thinking about any sorts of... Um, decks or cards that uh, in in pioneer that stand out to you uh it only depends on how well pioneer extracted i mean the whole concept of the rules and all mm-hmm. and how the how you, well it plays because mm-hmm. it's interesting mode but is it good enough for the player other players to play it all the time because mm-hmm. it's like said interest is always a part of the the mode of the the format of course mm-hmm. and even of course i know of course the game club we always play commanders like forever mm-hmm. and even we do play mon or standards but we barely do draft somehow uh, I think draft is is pretty fun to do, but it is a yeah. little harder unless you're if you go to a game club, I'm sorry, if you go to a game store, then yeah, they have yeah. the infrastructure there for draft. But I, I as well, like in my own uh, play group, we don't really do draft that much, although I do have um, a cube. Um, have you ever played? Have you ever done cubing or played cube? Uh, never played cube in my life, to be honest. I think no one never played the cube and uh, of course my game store as we will say uh we don't do that for some reason mm-hmm. but we're kind of starting playing uh brawl now oh okay. of course yeah i mean brawl is like a really awesome concept mm-hmm. and even though it is an old format of magic the gathering but they kind of bring it back like more better than ever before mm-hmm that's you both think. Yeah, I like Brawl as well. I, I really have enjoyed it on Arena just because digitally you can craft just about any deck that you want as long as you've got the wild cards for it in real life. Um, I have played a few times uh, with people crafting some real life Brawl decks from the cards that they had, but I've had just a lot of fun with Brawl on arena too bad it's only on wednesdays at the moment but hopefully if uh, people ask for it enough they will release it for more time well due to, unless the demand high demand of parality that would be awesome yes so hopefully they'll listen hopefully wizards of the coast will listen to this podcast and hear us talking about it and they'll activate brawl <laughs> for the whole week and they'll, everyone will thank us yep <laughs> <laughs> what is a uh what is one card or so that you are enjoying playing on Arena at the moment? That's a tough one. It was <laughs> I do like Oko at the moment, but that's going to get banned. So mm-hmm. 
even I do kind of have a love and hate leadership of Oko because I do don't bump to other players playing Oko. Mm-hmm. So, oh god, it's it's ever the between Crescent Beasts, mm-hmm. which of course I just love. Of course, the it's Finizen, Death Touch, and it's also have Ace, mm-hmm. and even of course it's a four four, and it's kind of even blocked by uh two or less power from any creatures. Mm-hmm. And what else? And there, of course, there's the Great Hens, which I totally love. It's probably one of my best artifacts from the front of Eldraine this, uh, this time. Um, mm-hmm. Due to, of course, you basically, every time you summon a creature, that creature will gain E11. And of course, if you use the artifact, you, you know, get mama, you will gain two life out of it. And yeah, I think it's absolutely fantastic card. I, I was just going to say those are definitely great cards uh, to pick from. I like that questing beast a lot. Uh, it's so it's so pushed, right? Four mana, you get haste, yeah. you get vigilance, you get death touch, and it's unblockable to weaker creatures. So I, I've definitely been impressed with um, Wizards of the Coast creating these very powerful cards, these very exciting cards, and hopefully they... Um, don't go too overpowered sometimes because that's what we're seeing with Oko. You know, a, yeah. a, a turn two Planeswalker that's already become six loyalty plus can turn your creature into a 3-3 three, three or make food or steal steal your opponent's things. That's, uh, that, that, that is that uh, one of the most cutting-edge powerful Planeswalkers. Yeah, even course I did. What's the... the uh, during the finals of the... Mystic Champion 5. I uh, did remember someone play Oko and swap a food yes. for a plane walker. Mm-hmm. Seriously, and everyone just lose their freaking minds over it. Yes. Yes. I mean, when I saw it, it's like, holy crap, it's felt like someone just throw a brick at me. Yes. And it's just unbelievable. Everyone's actually. Losing their freaking minds when I saw on Twitter, it's laughable as well. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. I was watching those final matches as well. And um, it's interesting, though, that the Simic or the Oko deck didn't win. Uh, but Javier Dominguez, yeah. who, who brought in the deck to beat the top deck, ended up being the one that was winning. And uh, from the stats, he was not doing well throughout the whole tournament until he got to the very end where everyone's playing the same deck, basically, and his deck was designed to take that deck down. So that's just, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, even, of course, you do have, you're busy, he is up against with uh, Golod's deck, which is, of course, <laughs> like, well, how many players? Like, 40% players? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's just ridiculous. Every one of them drop like fries. Mm-hmm. This way. Just every single one of them. Even mm-hmm. though I have a funny feeling that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's going to happen. But even though I have a funny feeling one of them is going to get free into the top eight. And what I'm dead. Mm-hmm. So those were a few cards that you liked but what about decks more complete decks any thoughts on on decks that you are enjoying uh, 
current deck I have half of right now, so I'm playing on ranks this season, is... Uh, I can't even say the name of it, but it's a... I mean, Black and Green fans are sorry. Oh, yes. Uh, it is getting me near enough to hit uh, Platinum soon. Mm. So, of course, I hopefully assume I will probably break into Diamond soon mm-hmm. as well. And depends on, you know, once Oko is banned. <laughs> <laughs> um, even, of course, this day, of course, you have features, of course, uh, the Edge Will Innkeeper, probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite uh, cards as a com- uh, uncommon, mm-hmm. of course, which, of course, obviously, uh, if you summon a creature with a, a fencer on it, you draw a card. It's absolutely ridiculous, and I just felt this card is ridiculously powerful in its own way. It's balanced. It's a 1-1. Even, of course, I remember I got a draw a card out of it, and I got Crescent Beast, and I have enough <laughs> mana to cast it. Then, of course, I cast another card as well out of it, which is ridiculous. Yeah, if you if you get the if you get that edge while in keeper turn one, you definitely yeah. feel that you're going to really overpower your opponent because it's such an efficient one green mana turn one, and after that you're definitely going to be playing your rest of your adventure creatures. Totally, totally. Um, even of course I do have a full set of it, but even of course obviously you don't want to put like two months on it. Um. Because it can drain out your deck so bad, which mm. you don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. And depends on the number of creatures you have on your hand, have fans or so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's almost like the flaw of it, but it is actually it's a really powerful deck, in my opinion. I think so. I think it really synergizes with that card advantage. Now, are there any Lucky Clovers in that deck? Lucky Clovers, well... Crescent Beast is one of them. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I mean the actual card, the the, the card Lucky Clover, the the artifact that lets. Oh, you... look! All oh, right, sorry. I mean, I thought you told me. <laughs> uh sorry. Uh, haven't put that in my deck yet, to be honest. Uh-huh. Um, because only just recently got it with my wild card today. Mm-hmm. Well, today or wherever, been the audience does do this. Yeah. Um, even though it's well. It's give uh, mana to the commander, isn't it? What it does is it uh, lets you cast your adventures twice. So oh. it's the oh. artifact. It just hangs around as an artifact. I think it's either two or three mana. And every time you cast an artifact, it lets you simply copy its effect. So um, that that uh, if you're already playing adventure, if you're already playing creatures that have adventure, if you have the clover out, then you also get the adventure half of the creature twice. Um, so that might be some more good synergy that could work in that green black adventure deck. Wow, um, never know that, but I better look out for that artifact now since you told me that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's maybe probably give a good improvement there. Yes, possibly. Yeah, yeah, I found it. Yes, Lucky Clover. Um, I don't know if you use the website scryfall.com to do searching for magic cards. Um, that's the one I recommend. Um, but it's it's the Lucky Clover, two mana. It's an artifact. And whenever you cast an adventure, instant 
or sorcery spell, copy it, and you may choose new targets. So it lets you basically double your adventure halves of your creatures. Nice. Uh, well, it was totally awesome to put that in the lesson. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks for that. Oh, you're welcome. I was actually playing draft uh, last night, I, be I believe, and that one was in the draft deck, and it was very useful because I was able to... Uh, I used the card Queen of Ice, which is a, a blue creature that her adventure lets you tap an opponent's creature, and it doesn't untap until their next turn. So I had the Lucky Clover out, and I was able to to freeze two of my opponent's creatures for the turn, and it really set them back. So I really like that Clover. Damn. Uh, never know about that Clover Mots anyways, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But now, born less, you told me all about that. Even your story on that draft. <laughs> so I like, definitely a card to log out for. Mm -hmm. As I said earlier, the deck that I like to play at the moment when I'm climbing the, the ladder is the Simic Flash deck. So uh, that one has a lot of interaction in terms of it's got some counter spells. It's got some creatures with Flash so you can bring them in on your opponent's turn and they're ready to attack on my attack. On my turn, there is the Night Pack Ambusher uh, Wolf, who has Flash. And really interesting about that card is if you did not cast any spell during your turn, at the end of your turn, it generates a 2-2 a, a Wolf. So even just by it hanging around, it's going to create more wolves. And the Night Pack Ambusher gives all your wolves plus one, plus one. So you get a free 3-3 three, three, even if you don't cast any spells. Oh, that's sounds like a really awesome deck there. That's the deck that helped me reach Diamond, so that's the one uh, that I'm playing, and uh, it's fun. I like playing with creatures, and even though sometimes it feels like you, you can't uh, progress as much w with a creature deck because, you know, there's maybe control decks and such that seem to dominate sometimes, uh, I like I still like creatures. Yeah, creatures are great, even of course having some sorcery or instinct to help your creatures out like mm -hmm. um i always like some of the sorceries or enchantments or artifacts and depends on how well benefit on you on the game itself mm -hmm. um like of course uh like of course uh that one with the ravens can't remember the name of it uh do you yeah. got it revenge of ravens perhaps yeah revenge of the raven that's it um i just like this card to to it said <laughs> uh whenever he uh whenever he pullman tagging creatures uh well trying to hit you <laughs> uh they will lose a life for each creature they're attacking and you gain life for each uh creatures they are attacking you which is mm -hmm. fantastic mm -hmm. it's like they lose a life and you gain a life. Especially if they're attacking you with just like a 1-1 one, one creature. Basically, all the damage is negated from you and the damage goes to them because of that Revenge of Ravens. Yeah. Um, even though I did remember uh, Prey Against a Prayer, you have like two of them dying <laughs> already on the fields and... <laughs> Without knowing the fact of it, I basically went for the attack and mm -hmm. I lose the plot on how the hell I'm losing life here. Yes. 
Hi, and until I read the card, oh damn it, I should just read the cards. Yes. And should have something destroyed that uh, enchantment. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that card as well. Uh, I do have, I think I have a mono black deck, and that's one of the the cards that I have four of in that deck because it's a great defense unless they have large creatures that break through the Revenge of Raven's Assault. Um, they're slowly getting damaged, and perhaps you're negating some of that damage from that spell. So I really like that card. Same here. Now, <clears throat> you got me thinking about something. Um, I have, uh, when I played uh, Commander yesterday, I uh, I have uh, this old card called Armageddon Clock. It's not in Arena. It's, it's an old card. And this is a six casting cost artifact. And it's during your upkeep, put one Doom Counter on it. At the end of your upkeep, Armageddon Clock deals X damage to each player, where X is the number of Doom Counters on it. So slowly, this clock is gaining counters, and at the end of the upkeep, every person is damaged by how many counters are on it. So what it reminded me of is the, these sorts of effects that damage uh, passively, like that um, Revenge of Ravens. Uh, so Armageddon Clock is, is fun, and I wish it was on Arena, but I think it's too broken and weird to be in Arena. Well, and depends on Wizard Tongue by bringing back some old sets into Arena soon. It's mm -hmm. just pens mm -hmm. if they could, as in the historic cards, mm -hmm. like with the other sets of, uh, like, the the 2019 core and all that, and the mm -hmm. others for before it hmm. yeah they've even gone they've even programmed cards back they're there but they're not active they had hour of devastation they have amonkhet they had well ixalan just rotated and such and if you want to go back to kaladesh even though i wasn't really playing magic at that point and uh people say it was a difficult time to be playing because it was that that uh, set seemed to be pretty broken hmm. well of course probably magic can learn Older summoner mistakes in the past and trying to get find better and balanced cards. I always like, I mean, I do get it as a person who knows concept of making uh gaming well, uh, just always important making a balance mm -hmm. card like the price is right, the benefit for it is great enough for the players, and even of course. Trying to make everything equally for every card. Definitely, there are just so many factors to consider when creating and balancing cards. And it's unfortunate when sometimes things slip through the cracks and then the players suffer. But I think overall, Wizards of the Coast does a good job of trying to balance so many cards. There's there's hundreds of cards that are released every year, thousands, I'm sure. And uh, it's, it's not an enviable job to... Uh, keep it all on track. Yeah, I mean, I remember with the Field of the Dead that was the mm -hmm. last being banned this year. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's just ridiculous of creating zombies with the whole uh, Oglo. Not Oglo, I mean, Golos. Mm -hmm. I kind of mix them all right now. Um, <laughs> uh, but of course, this ability, of course, basically it's like a multi colored this like all five colors lands and he will search for land and mm -hmm. 
basically the field of dead wherever i lands put in create two more zombies tokens mm-hmm. but it's basically this you create a horde of zombies like you cannot fit a mass number of zombies basically yeah and the problem is that they all come from the the land which has no interaction you cannot counter a land you cannot exactly deal with it unless you have land destruction which is only in red at the moment which is not efficient and uh yeah that's why field of the dead had to be banned there was just no way to really interact with it true i mean at least it's a good thing it's bad now because i have sick of tired about playing uh players with uh uh with gorillas all the time anyways because it's kind of like sort of kind of killing magic every time mm-hmm. like you just want to get in there want to enjoy have a fun time of playing magic don't care what deck they're playing unless it's the same deck of gorillas which is mm-hmm. ridiculously like we said it is completely broken the whole crack of the whole game mm-hmm. it definitely warped things yeah but balance i always say balance of all magic players of all colors are important mm-hmm. i agree have you had any cool funny weird moments that you've experienced on arena <sighs> funny i have nothing that funny uh only the coolest moment was busy uh my first time playing uh the Eldrain set uh since I got fighted by Master the Gathering mm-hmm. to play the of course the streamer's early release. Mm-hmm. Well early access, which I totally love. Can we can we pause on that really fast? Both of yeah. us were um invited to that and that was an amazing event. Had you had had you been invited before to any of their early access events? Uh that would be my first. Um it was to me a shock when I got uh, invited and mm-hmm. being sponsored by my, uh the Wizard of the Coast. Yeah. I kind of like holy crap. Um this is my first sponsorship and yeah. Holy crap, this is a big legend to and I was like, holy crap. Um, okay, now I'm hit to this, and this is going to be a good thing, not just as a magic player, but a streamer yeah. who have his first sponsorship, which, of course, happened to be Wizard of the Coast, which yeah. I totally love their games. I felt the same way. I was lucky enough to have this be my third time. I was first invited to War of the Spark, uh, and then Corset 2020, and then uh, Throne of Eldraine. So again, I felt like, wow, they 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 invited me that first time, and they invited me the subsequent times. I hope they keep inviting me. And that's where I saw your name there, and decided to reach out to you. And I did see that you were pretty excited there on the on our private Discord that we cannot talk about. <laughs> but yes, um, yes, do not ask everyone, please. Do not ask. Do not interrogate us. It does not exist. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. We will not speak to this again. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're we're both pretty grateful. Thank you, Wizards of the Coast, for inviting us both to be part of that early access event. Yeah. Uh, even, of course, with that invite, I did make a video about it, like being invited. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's just like to build it up to the whole early access. 
Um, even of course, uh, even though I started on the joke, like, wait, anyone who's just starting making contents of Master the Gabbering now at that time, because mm-hmm. I'm starting to fold it because I basically find I got more uh audience than other games, but I always told always find your uh necked, of course, as a streamer, and basically. Since I always use my love of magic, I just said, you know what? I'm going to use my love of magic to help me out. Like, mm-hmm. don't have any funny moments, but I do have, like, achievement moments was hitting diamond at the yeah. first time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, I also remembered... Oh, yeah, I actually do have a funny moment. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, cinema. Uh, I do have a funny moment. Um... Right. Okay. Here's go. Um, <laughs> this is actually my funny moment. I was invited by Wizard of Coast to, well, they asked me to uh, be an esports caster on my stream independently to watch the Mystic Championship Five. Oh wow! When I, yeah, uh, I was of course uh, casting it on, of course, on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um. Hilariously, I forgot to turn my mic on <laughs> during the first hour before oh. anyone noticed it. It's like, mm-hmm. why no one ever told me like my my mic is not on? Mm-hmm. I was like, too busy. Uh, we know the, the all what I know about and interest and facts about other players and getting know of them. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh god, did I just blow it? I think I did blow it up. that is pretty funny Uh, i guess you were entertaining enough visually even though maybe audio wasn't there uh yeah basically i'm more just doing a more charlie chatton way of being of esports that reminds me i I need to stop by one of your streams uh sorry if i haven't visited recently i think our time zones are a little different so i haven't been able to to visit and hang out on your stream yet uh, that's okay. Uh, even worse, I need to sort it out soon because with my time schedule, uh, due to with my course and all, mm-hmm. and even my job as well. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do you continue your motif of wearing a a wizard outfit on the stream, or is that just in your avatar on Discord? Uh that's my avatar. Mm-hmm. But I do want to dress up for a bit of fun, like. Yeah. I try to find a blue pointy hat, but <laughs> can't find any. Huh. So I need to use some Harry Potter stuff, basically. Sure. Like, yeah. Because I have myself a wand. Mm-hmm. And which, of course, is fun. One of those Harry Potter stuff. And, of course, I kind of need a couple more other stuff, like, the, you know, fully cosplay as a full wizard. Mm-hmm. You just need a a bub a bubbling cauldron, and you'll be halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> or even, of course, a layer. Oh yes, <laughs> a layer or whatsoever. You're 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 gonna need your own Garenbrig castle. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Now, did you draw that yourself, or did you have that uh, commissioned or anything? I uh, have a commission uh, from a a lovely girl who is. Angel, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though her she is her herself is a Magic the Gathering player herself. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could put her 
her links as well in the show notes, give her a little bit of traffic because uh, I, that's a really nice icon and uh, uh, maybe she'll do commissions for other people as well. And maybe we'll put her link in the notes as well. That's okay. I will hopefully do that. Sure. All right. So um, if you if you consider yourself a little bit more towards the realm of advanced, what advice would you give to people that are first starting off in magic? Well, first thing first is if you're playing magic, don't be afraid of making friends. Like, cause it's part of the community of Magic: The Gathering. I mean, you cannot like basically uh, be cool to everyone, but you do kind of need to hear other people' opinions on certain cards and old scores. Mm-hmm. Even, of course, learn from their experience as well for me. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree about reaching out to more people, even though there's maybe a tendency to play any sort of video games or esports solitary. It's in the name Magic the Gathering. So hopefully yeah. you, you reach out to people on on Twitter or or on join some discords or in real life as well even though we focus on arena in this podcast um there's probably people all over where you live that would love to also play magic against you or with you and form a play group and form community in the real world and engage in camaraderie because that's part of the name of the game magic the gathering yeah i mean uh of course even of course i had the tree of the gaming club i went to can I learn the person who set it up the whole fan uh was uh have autism and he busy wanna start a gaming club so he can make some friends out of it mm-hmm. and of course share his love of magic with other players as well. Mm-hmm. And he noticed there's more people than he expect and he make a lot of friends out of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean if you're just having to be the you're only person of having a magic deck, uh, don't be afraid of uh, set up your own club, gaming club as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people will be surprised that yes, there are more people that are into the game, not just themselves. It is uh, yeah. a testament to the game that's been published for more than 25 years, and I think it'll keep going for 25 more years. There's just so much that magic uh, brings to people's lives. Totally. Um, even though, of course, uh, with the club I working with, uh, some of the parents are busy talking about probably getting their kids uh, some Magic the Gathering sets as well. Mm-hmm. So, which of course is totally awesome to hear. You know, more more people, more more players, more games, more magic is more good. Bad grammar, not notwithstanding. Yeah. <laughs> So even though we enjoy pretty much all aspects of magic, there's always room for improvement or um, um, critique that is warranted. Is there anything you'd like to improve about magic, either the game, the community, the company, the the software, anything at all? Uh, there's nothing to change the company because the company is doing fairly well right now. Mm-hmm. Um, gameplay... Don't think there's nothing else to change in unless there's new mechanics. Ban Oko. Yeah, well, of course, Oko, he is going to <laughs> leave then. So bye bye, Oko, and goodbye to your elves. <laughs> uh, of course, I don't mind if they could like have like a fun thing for trying to 
get more people into it. Like I know the the upcoming uh, Netflix show of Magic the Gathering is coming up, mm-hmm. which I'm looking forward for it soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has been a long time coming. I know throughout the years, throughout the decades, people have always clamored for some sort of movie uh, or or TV show. It it was only basically text-based, you know, the novels and such or the stories. And now, yeah, it's hard to believe. Here comes a Netflix show all about magic, and that'll definitely get on more people's radars and They'll watch the show and they'll think, what is this game? Let me go play it. They'll go download Arena. They'll be part of the community and maybe even play in real life and keep keep, uh, keep magic going. Yeah, even, of course, it's a bit weird that uh, it's going to be directed by uh, Russell Brothers, who done the whole fanzers. Yeah, there were a lot of names involved in that, a lot of writers and directors, big names in the in the world of Hollywood. So that gives me a lot of confidence that it's going to be uh, at least a fascinating uh, aspect of, of magic, worst case scenario, best case scenario. It's it's a great show and it just helps uh, magic itself. Yeah, um, even of course, one of the players of, from my uh, gaming club uh, told me this probably the most interesting thing Fun fact told me uh, this before. A uh, couple years ago, uh, Disney actually promoted Magic the Gathering one time. Hmm. What's this true fact? If some of you not know, uh, if you watch this maybe called The Searcher's Apprentice, oh. you know, there's one of the villains have a praying walker, like a huge praying walker poster on his lair, which is ridiculous. And hmm. um, he told me. Disney actually, uh, not Disney, um, Wizard of the Coast actually promote the movie by having their <laughs> symbol on the card. Oh. And he also told me this. Uh, with the upcoming uh, show of the Magic of the Gambling, he's assuming they might probably put some of the, you know, like some of the the shots of the, the, film, the show on the card itself. So hmm. we might probably get a live action uh, Magic the Gathering card sooner in the future. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I had not heard that, but it, it would make sense if they would um, kind of combine that, the Netflix thing with the card thing. And I didn't know about the, the Disney stuff either, but I, I was out of Magic for a long time between 1999 and 2017. So... Uh, I'm sure a lot happened at that time. So that's interesting to know. Yeah, I mean, they did it with, uh, of course, Pokemon with <laughs> the, the new movie, of course, even though I can't believe I'm talking about Pokemon <laughs> on a Magic Gathering uh, podcast here. But it kind of makes sense in more or less, we're talking about a common TV show of Magic the Gathering, and this is going to happen. So mm-hmm. yeah, it will make sense. So we might expect a set from the movie. I mean, the show. Yes. Yeah. That'd be really interesting. Or it might even be, maybe not a set, but maybe some sort of supplemental product. Perhaps even if the show itself is not a full set, it might be one of these side sets, one of these supplemental products. And that would be still very interesting. Totally. Well, on the flip side of critique, what about the positive aspects? What's one thing that you love about magic if you can narrow it down? Um, like I said before, with uh, of course, with the youth club I work with, some of the kids are starting to get into magic, and I kind of sharing 
some of my uh, knowledge and how fun is Magic Gaming are. Mm-hmm. It's I always kind of love how awesome I kind of basically introduce a new player to Magic the Gathering and share them facts and mm-hmm. talk about it as well. I mean, I always love to talk about Magic the Gathering. And even, of course, bringing someone new and share some of the awesome stuff that happened in the past and the upcoming feature or whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I always love the busy courage or fuzzassum. Mm-hmm. I agree as well. The the um, influx of new people into magic because of the digital version and then also coming to paper or vice versa. I I love that. Uh, I love the the specifically with Magic Arena. I love that you're able to craft any deck that you that you want. Like I have cards in paper, but I I don't have all the cards that I want for a deck. And sometimes it's expensive to buy the exact cards that you need. Well, in Arena, you can spend wild cards, which come from gold, and gold comes from your time. And while you're playing Magic, you're earning gold, you're getting wild cards, etc. And you're able to craft any deck you want. So I just love the creativity of that and the ease that you can do that on Arena. Totally. Um... Yeah, I mean, I always also like trade as well because trading is a really good uh, mm-hmm. example of magic because uh, how well the market system of magic gathering is real awesome. Um, it's kind of like, you know, with other like uh, trading system of like other gaming, like you got WoW, you have their trading system. Mm. You have any other trading system out there, but Magic, especially, is probably the best out of it all, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. When I realized, since the early beta days, when they added the wild cards, when I realized, oh, this card represents any rare or mythic rare, I can get any card that I want, and as long as I put in the time and effort to earn more, I can get any card and craft any deck and have. A good time with any sort of deck um so i i love that yeah lastly uh well um magic is obviously the best game the best hobby of in the world but there are other things i suppose do you have any non-related non-magic related hobbies that you enjoy uh let's see uh movie ma- making doing some videos making because uh, I every time I always post a new video on my channel on YouTube, um, I always like to edit my work and try to, you know, do the whole write the script, mm-hmm. trying to get the angle right and all that. I mean, I always kind of like that as a hobby as well. And even, of course, I sign up a new, well, I'm currently in a new course of uh called digital film production hmm. and yeah i mean i make a lot of new out of that course right now hmm. how long have you been making videos on on your channel um i done some videos in the past but i kind of sort of have a little hit by a personal crisis hmm. due to uh cyberbullying no oh. um then suddenly I got back this year to do some videos of by playing Matsu the Gambling. Because mm-hmm. I kind of got brought up some confidence into me. Oh, good. Yeah. 
Oh, that's cool. I also like working with video. Um, so uh, I've got my day job and then on, on the side, I do all of this fun stuff. And so I do this podcast. I do this magic podcast every uh, I release a new episode every Friday. I'm also into comic books. And so every Wednesday, I release a um, a comic book podcast. That's about like what, what I'm reading that particular week in comic books. Um, I create videos on YouTube every Monday related to magic. And um, on my YouTube, I also kind of just uh, put random things once in a while, like opening booster packs or... Uh, non-comic book or magic related things. So I, I also enjoy like you, you know, video, creating video, creating content. It's just, um, just, just fun when you find something to do and you're, and you get better at it and being able to share it. I think that's a great thing. Yeah. Well, as we wind down, would you like to promote anything again? Maybe that YouTube channel and such. Yeah. Um, if you guys, of course, uh, Enjoy want to see me on Twitter, uh, or of course, YouTube. Uh, of course, it's Wizard Oak. Uh, of course, I assume you will put it on the on the link of your video, you? yes. Mm -hmm. And of course, I have uh, Twitter and Instagram for in case any updates, like some good news or bad news, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there will be some magic related stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Good. The good thing is that you've been able to get to claim that name uh, on all your platforms. Uh, I I'm a, I'm VM Campos almost everywhere as well, except for YouTube. I had to go with VM Campos Jr. You know, for Junior. And um, the person that has YouTube.com/slash/VMCampos, they don't even use their YouTube channel, and I want it because I'm VMCampos on Twitter and on Twitch and on Patreon, and I've got VMCampos.com, but I just don't have YouTube.com/slash/VMCampos. So hopefully, I, I, maybe I'll be able to get it one day. Well, you will. Um, actually, we did on uh, YouTube, Twitter about it. Mm. You're going to lead some channels that that being used for a long while now so mm. you actually have a good chance now oh that's good to hear because it's a it's a little frustrating that you know that other person they have not used their account for years literally and i put something new several things new every single week so hopefully i'm able to claim that so i'll look into that thanks uh, you're welcome so as I said, for myself, I'm uh, I'm on Twitter, I, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Twitch, etc. I stream every Saturday, 11 p.m. Pacific time. I pretty much just stream magic exclusively. I hang out with people, do a little drafting, climbing the ladder, etc. I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcamposjr. People can follow for free on Patreon and keep up to date with everything that I publish, the various podcasts and videos, etc., deck techs and so forth. Or if people would like to um, uh, be part of the VMC crew for $1, they'll get access to uh, the exclusive thing, some of the sideboards or other tech uh, on magic or comic books and such. If they go to the $2 range, I will actually mail people uh, vintage magic cards from my collection. But uh, no, not a Black Lotus. And that's going to be in thanks to for people to uh, join me on the Patreon. So, Wizard Oak, thank you one more time for being on the podcast. 
and it is awesome to chat with you and be part of this podcast so usually i have people come and introduce themselves on the first episode and then i have them back a little later to maybe talk a little bit more strategy and such so if you're available i hope to have you on a future episode that's okay see ya all right everyone this has been vm campos and i'll see you in the arena <laughs>